to Two Sons of Tatooine. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're listening to the podcast that it's farthest from. And here are your hosts, Jonathan and Nathan. Greetings and welcome to another installment of Two Sons of Tatooine, the one and only podcast covering the breaking news out of Star Wars Celebration in London. And that's, of course, 100% Bantha Poodoo, since, of course, the entire internet is afoot with many a discussion. But this is the only one from Jonathan Cohn and myself. We have much to discuss. So, Jonathan, do you want to break down what we're talking about today? Mm-hmm. So uh, we have some movie news, three movies. We have some TV news. We have some tr- a new trailer. And then we have um, some TV news that don't have a trailer attached to them, at least not attached to the public yet. So uh, that's, that's basically what we're talking about today. Uh, for most of this stuff, it was not released to the public because Lucasfilm made the decision uh, in the last year or two to not release... Um, uh, footage to the public or to release the major panels. They do some of the minor panels, but this year they didn't even show the entire minor panel that they that they put on there. They showed like 20 minutes of it and then they cut it off like midway, mid-sentence basically, um, which was kind of frustrating. But uh, so we couldn't watch it live, so we had to get our information from live tweeters. And most of the live tweeters that I normally follow um, uh, weren't actually present this year at Celebration. They had other engagements. So I got up right about 6.15, which was about when they actually started the panel this morning. And I uh, started following uh, the Star Wars Explained one because that's what they had. Um, they were the one of the ones live tweeting. Uh, although I found some others later in the day. And it was just so much fun because there was so much information to talk about. We won't get to all of it, but there's there's a lot to talk about today. So uh, I'll say mine in a second. What was your favorite piece of news revealed? Well, it's going to surprise you. It's the one that is my favorite but scares me the most. And it is the the one of the film about the origins of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And... It has I me have so excited. Yeah, it's it it's the possibility for so much. But anytime you do something like this, it's obviously going to recontextualize everything you've ever done. The Jedi, you know, I mean, we're talking about something that'll affect the original trilogy and the prequels and the sequels, everything. In terms of the, you know, some of the lore that exists already, all that we've gotten, you know, we I mean, I remember in Knights of the Republic you have this like uh, ancient civilization that is, you know, 30,000 years predating the Galactic Republic at that time, which is already 4,000 years before the original trilogy. So it's way, way in the past. And they're talking about, you know, some of the origins of the... There's just references here and there. And those lore bits fascinate me to no end. It is so mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I am so worried that, that Disney has to get this right. And if they do, how awesome can it be? The like it can, it can break open the floodgates for um, s- movies in this time period that would be super insanely p- just popular and fascinating to everybody. Um, what do you you know sense about this one? Do you feel like okay, they they really have a good idea of what to do? I I'm hesitant. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm being honest. Like if they mess this up, it's really really bad. If they do it really, really good, it's all, you know, it has to be good. This is one of those things you have to do right. 
So your thoughts? Are so you I'm gonna hold. Me? I'm gonna hold my thoughts till we go in de- in depth on this one. I'll just say I don't think you have to worry about. It, it, you should be worried about this movie, but not that it's gonna be done poorly. Um, <laughs> I'll, hmm. uh, I'll I'll get there when we get to You'll that. Get there. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. We'll get there. So okay. I would say my favorite. Uh, well, one of my favorite things to come out of Celebration was. Uh, the Ahsoka trailer, obviously, because that's the most visual, that's the most mm-hmm. visceral thing. But I think my favorite thing to come out of Celebration so far was the reaction to Andor. Um, yes. Uh, yes. I, you, you, and I have, you and I have been talking about how much, you know, how great Andor was and how much love uh, it's getting, uh, gotten from a lot of fans. But it's the show that did not have amazing um, uh, ratings. It's the show that didn't, you know, make them a lot of money. Uh, and it was hard for a lot of people to get into because there wasn't as much action in it and it was more cerebral. So mm. I was worried that it wouldn't connect. And the connections it's had at Celebration, every, there are dozens of videos of throughout the day of the people walking through the... Um, uh, the celebration hall chanting one way out, mm. one way out. It, mm-hmm. It's just connected so well with the fandom. Literally, literally as I said that, my I, I got chills on my legs. Like that's how um, that's how much this is effective, and it's so effective that like the 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 producer Tony Gilroy, he um, uh, was like shocked by the reaction visibly when when he went to hang out with the fans, and. Um, uh, and like, you know, Andy Serkis showed up and talked about the project really? as well. Oh. Yeah. Andy Serkis was there, uh, during the, the big pan, the, the major he's Lucasfilm the showcase panel. And he's the one that got the audience cha- chanting one way out. <laughs> Is it very clever? Delicious. Yes. I, I'm glad that he showed up. His character oh, yeah. may have been kind of one of those like. Just hidden jewels. It was one of those. That oh yeah. I, I hoped <laughs> Mando season three. We'll talk about later. You know the, the cameos there would be like Andy Circus. Uh, they haven't been so far. Um, well, but. oh, I'll, I'll <laughs> say this: they showed um, Mando season, the next episode of Mando season three, exclusively <laughs> at um, Celebration today. So people have already gotten episode seven of the season, and it's. It's interesting the leaks we're getting from it. Um, I have not looked. I'm not even avoiding them. Don't don't. But I I I've been so involved in Twitter today that I couldn't I couldn't help it. Like I was gonna it was I was gonna get spoiled for it. So they said the first seven minutes alone is like explosive. Like what what's revealed in it. So people are saying this is the episode we should have gotten before. Um, well, anyway, but. I'm I'm very excited for that, uh, but yeah. So they they revealed that as well that they they, they showed that to fans. Hmm. I am yeah. We could talk about yeah. I <laughs> I think the best course is to steer away from Mandalorian for now though, and let's get back to some of the more. So we could talk Ahsoka trailer right, right now if you want to. Yeah, let's do that first. Okay. So what, what did you think of it? Yeah, just talking about the breakdown of this. I had the feeling that, one, there was just a really, really good amount of budget put into some of the sets uh, visually mm-hmm. yep. I enjoyed. and But there's also other shots that I was like, hmm, that looks a lot different. So 
here's here's one thought. Um, there's been a whole lot of talk about the lightsabers that you see. Yeah. And yeah, I, uh, I have seen that talk online. Yeah. Yeah, so I love lightsabers. You know, the whole uh, orange lightsaber is kind of like... I actually, during Fallen Order, played with an orange saber the, the whole time. It's, it's basically my favorite. But this is a different shade of orange. In fact, it looks a lot like the uh, Heart of the Guardian crystal that you get in... Turns uh, out there's 50 sa- shades of orange. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make that movie in Star Wars. Uh, Jonathan. What we did. It was, it was awful. Well, it was not the movie, but the book. Anyway, sorry. Back to... I'm sorry to derail you. You were talking about lightsabers and yeah, orange so, ones. Yeah, I, you know, I wonder, you know, with these characters that are being brought in, you know, what's, what's the backstory? This is going to be really cool. I hope, uh, I hope to see some really good lightsaber battles from that, and I get the feeling we'll, we will have some. But just having a trailer with lightsabers in it, and I'm getting a show that I know there's going to be the Force and lightsabers and Ahsoka at the, yeah. very, le- at the very least has me has me very very excited very pumped up um and i and i think i think rosario looks great uh the other live action reveals if you want to kind of go into some of those uh so uh so we got uh mary elizabeth winstead wife of ewan mcgregor um we got her revealed as playing uh hera mm. uh which is interesting i'm it's not my favorite casting like they already have hera that's um, uh, the actress who played her in Rebels, which I'm blanking on her name at the moment. Um, uh, but they already have an actress for her, but sh- they didn't go with that, which is kind of sad. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got the actress for Sabine, which I don't remember her name, unfortunately. Um, she doesn't look exactly one for one like Sabine, but she seems to have the essence of the character down mm-hmm. uh, from the trailer, which is good, as long as you have the essence. Of course, we got Chopper. Uh, who looks exactly the same. Um, and then uh, we got... We got a little uh, loth certain, cat. A little loth got a loth cat. cat. Mm-hmm. Cutie. Uh, we got Mon Mothma. We did. <clears throat> and, and we got... Some other Now, this one... That I didn't recognize. Yes. But. Yeah, yeah you, you're not going to recognize them, but if you watched the, the animated show Star Wars Resistance, one of them is uh, this, the father of the main character in Resistance, uh, Senator Giono. Uh, he was one of the ones standing next to um, Mothma and that thing. Anyway, um, him. But and then we got a certain blue-skinned character walking away from the audience, mm. and that was like, and that was cool. But that's not what made me. I actually, this is the first trailer in a long time, in in, in a couple of years that I literally uh, squealed during. And it was all you know, because of one piece of dialogue. Yep, one piece of dialogue. <laughs> one piece of dialogue. When, when Ahsoka says he's the, the heir to the Empire. Oh, man. I lost it. I lost. I'm glad there was no one else in my home because they probably would have thought I was dying. <laughs> I, I, was so, I was like, yes! Yes! <laughs> That's what I'm... It was like, it was like when your, it's like when your team wins the, not doesn't, not, not just, yeah, not just when you got a touchdown, but when you got a touchdown with one second to go and you're playing against Alabama, like that's, (laughs) that was how I felt. And it was the championship game, not just any game. It was a championship game. That's how I felt when they said heir to the (laughs) empire. I, I lost my stuff as the kids say. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I can see they, that. They don't say stuff. It's uh, so talk about so heir to the empire trilogy. You know, is it like one of your favorites? Or are you just happy that they're oh, mentioning that? No, it's or? one of my. No, it is. Uh, it's the best trilogy in Legends. Uh, it's also the first trilogy. Well. I shouldn't say that. You have the Han Solo adventures and the Lando Calrissian adventures, but those don't really count because that wasn't a plan. Those were just released to have something for the movies. But this is like, this started the EU as we know it. You have Heir to the Empire, you have uh, Dark Force Rising, and then you have The Last Command. And it's an amazing trilogy. And by the way, now, like my, the ultimatum was, I had, I've gotten used some Star Wars books over the years and I was like, you should read this or you should read this. We had to put those on hold. <laughs> you have to read this now. Like this is like required reading over the summer. <laughs> like that's our that's our summer required reading. We're gonna have to, and it's Mark Thompson, so okay. it's worth it. But yeah. you, we're gonna have to read this now because it's it's you can't you can't ignore it now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I lost it at that. And then there was some cool the lightsaber stuff. The 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 Jedi with the or sorry the, not the Jedi the dark side user with the orangish lightsaber the yeah. older guy see that's not I'm not sure it was the dark side user either of them because interesting because it's orange yeah orange is not a dark side color it is a color of somebody who is able to use both sides of the force and uh. that usually if you if you see a character like her the one we were shown and then the guy as well mm-hmm. with orange lightsabers. Which I don't know if you like paused it and looked at their attire, but she has the coolest looking like hip armor, and it's right, very yeah. like Clone Wars just with her design. She doesn't have like evil eyes. She's you know looks like a could be a good character or at least um, some kind of neutral peacekeeper. And then the bearded dude looks awesome, and oh, yeah. I know that actor from something, and I could not place what I've seen him in. Um, it might have been a couple things. He might have been in a season of Dexter. Um, anyway, I don't so, remember him, but he has a phenomenal beard and if anything, yes, he's does. just going to break the internet with his beard. Um, What's the, that's the, that's the cinema wins guy that goes, he gives a win <laughs> for movies and he gives beautiful beard wins. Um, <laughs> Get a he win literally that. does that. So, but, uh, uh, he reminds, I think that they're inspiring. He may not be George Sabayoth. And in fact, the sub, if you watch the trailer with subtitles, they reveal that his character's name is Balin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, B-A-Y-L-A-N but he reminds me of Joris Sabaoth um, mm-hmm. uh, from the Heir to the Empire trilogy because yeah for several reasons and what looks like the world between worlds at the end of the trailer I don't know Maybe. I but it looks kind of like it kind of you think I mean it, the, like the logo certainly does well, the like, logo, yes. But, like, um, I'm trying to find the exact point in the trailer. Yeah, it's at about a minute 13 um, uh, where he and where, where, where the bearded guy and Ahsoka are fighting. That looks like the background of the world between worlds, except they've made it brighter for live action because it wouldn't translate. The darkness that they used in the animation would not translate into live action. So they had probably had to make it a little bit lighter for this. But that looks like that's maybe the world between worlds it could be it could also it's possibly uh another type of thing like with the the son and the daughter 
and the father. It could be that type of oh, place too. Oh, it could be, could be that because um, Filoni likes going there. But those are, might. but those are connected. Those are connected. Yep. So, so yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you and notice then of course anything sorry. with her design? Like there was a lot of talk about her leku. Um, did they make Ahsoka's leku longer? Um, to to me, after it, after she appeared in Mendo, yeah, it looked like they they kind of looked the same. Yeah. Which at this point, it's like okay, not gonna get what we wanted there. <laughs> that actor with the beard, though, he he almost could be a a ringer for Valkyrian, you know. Who? What? The Sith Emperor? Is of he a thousand in any years. Of the He's the Sith Emperor. Oh, from you're talking about from the video Star- game, from Swotor, yeah. Oh, okay, you're yeah, about yeah, from game. the online game. Okay, yeah, now he, I know. Okay, now I know who you're referring to. Yeah, he kind of looks uh, like that. But then the, again, anyone the, who has kind of a full the beard, the full white and, beard. Yeah, yeah I remember because yeah. I did. Well, I did watch those clips from that. But it's possible it's that. But I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe to. Uh, if I had to put money, I would say that Filoni's going with Sabaoth because he's already pulling from. The, the, the Thrawn stuff anyway. But it's possible. Because he's not afraid to pull from, from Legends. So he could pull from that. Which, by the way, side note, did you see that the timeline, Old Republic, this is the first time ever they've put Old Republic on the timeline? No. I did see that yeah. they put it on there, but... Hmm. This is the first time that the canons acknowledged... Uh, the Old Republic on the timeline. There's been like a line back in the Old Republic or something, but this is the first time they've actually had it on the timeline. So that's very exciting. Do you for think me. that means the game is being canonized or just no. that this is a I thing think that, that the era, I think that they are setting up because uh, High Republic is actually further along than we anticipated. Um, they're about to go into the final phase of it this year, uh, which means mm-hmm. it'll probably wrap up next year. Well, what are they going to do after that? They're probably going to go back into the Old Republic after that. Um, so by 2025, I think we're going to have Old Republic novels, which means they need to start preparing people for it. So this is like, I think this is laying the groundwork for doing Old Republic novels or maybe even comics um, uh, soon. You know, let's for a second go to Thrawn then. Uh, yeah. You know, the the scene, it's not exactly where I would have expected to see him. I expected him yeah. on some come out of a mere, you know, very distinctly recognizable imperial bridge of a ship. But it's right. this its this circular shaped, you know, kind of yellowish golden room, uh, almost like a throne room of some sort. And he's like yep. walking up to it, but it's definitely not a starship. And because you can see mountains and stuff in the background. It is mm-hmm. curious. It's not what I expected. I would have been like, you know, probably squeeing the way that you did had we gotten his voice or something, you know? Yeah. Um, the reveal of him was, eh, yeah, okay. We got it. Okay. You know, but they're still holding yeah. that tight to the chest. They probably want to yeah, save which, it for which the is second smart. trailer. Which is smart. Save it for the second trailer. Exactly. Um, uh, but uh, Eckhart Slatter tweeted out something that I thought was hilarious. He said, is homie meaning Thrawn, chilling on Mount Tantus. And I was like, oh, please, oh, please let that be. Yes, let him be on Mount Tantus. <laughs> that would be, because again, also from the Bucks. Um, yeah, and it looks yeah. like he's in the mountains yes. 
in that picture, uh, uh, in the image. Mm. Uh, if you if you yeah zoom no in he definitely yeah he definitely looks like yeah he's on a planet of some and, kind. And then someone else tweeted something that I just I I, I cracked up at because I thought it was hilarious. They said, um, uh, "What if uh, this is someone impersonating uh, Thrawn, but it actually isn't Thrawn himself?" Which is literally the duology, which is my favorite can- uh, Legends duology. It's called the Hand of Thrawn, where these guys pretend to be Thrawn. That's uh, Spectre of the Past and Vision of the Future. Mm-hmm. These guys pretend to be Thrawn, but it's not actually Thrawn because he's not around. And so uh, it shows... Anyway, uh, I was like, that would be hilarious, but the fan base would riot if they did that as a oh, whole. Yeah. Because that's like that's like subverting expectations the wrong way. That's like subverting it the way that The Last Jedi would, um, not the way that you want to subvert properly so i don't think it's that i think it's legitimately thrown <laughs> yeah from a writing perspective big middle finger to the audience plus right how hard would it be to literally to try and impersonate thrawn you'd have to be like you know moriarty himself you know that's literally the only way if you're someone on the on the intelligence of a sherlock holmes and the planning and all of this stuff it would take so many guys just doing this huge project takes- together <laughs> It takes three guys. One of them has the strategic brilliance of Thrawn. One of the guys has the political power to bring in all the armies and stuff. He's the guy that has the power that Thrawn had. And then the third guy is in blue makeup and red eye, uh, red eye stuff. So he, the third guy talks and sounds like Thrawn and looks like Thrawn. So it takes three guys in that legend story just to be one Thrawn. It shows how, and they're probably how impressive still not, Thrawn is. Yeah. They're still not as good. So it shows how impressive Thrawn is. That it takes three people to even remotely come close to being as good as him. Well, I guess more like two, since the third guy was just doing the part. But, yeah. But uh, it's kind of like, um, uh, you know, after Julius Caesar fell, he was in charge of all of Rome. It, had to, it fell to a triumvirate after him mm-hmm. uh, because they couldn't possibly, uh, uh, you know, they couldn't handle that power. So The, um, the episode five of Mando season two, um, the Jedi where we first meet Ahsoka yeah. is also where we first meet another character from the trail, Morgan Elsbeth. <clears throat> and she plays, um, this like, uh, overseer of the city in that episode. Um, it's where of course we get the spear, the, uh, sorry, the, the best car spear. And she right. fights fairly well against Ahsoka. I didn't expect to see her again. Uh, but here mm-hmm. she is. She's, Actually, now that I now that I see it um, in the trailer, she's shown on the same bridge or spaceship typing looking location as, as we as see Thrawn. Thrawn, but she's off in yep. space. So <clears throat> I guess I was wrong. It is a it is a bridge, just not one that I've seen or anything like a imperial design. And it's it's probably like a sh- maybe a yacht or something <clears throat> that's currently like where Thrawn is. It's like on the planet, and then it takes off, and it's in the sky when she's there. They do that. They fly now. Um, they fly now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, <laughs> we are not going to talk. I about thought that was a hilarious scene in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a ticked off people scene, <laughs> to be honest. Like, right? Yes, they've been flying for a long time, dummies. You know, kind of thing. Um, man, the armor of this of this you know character with the lightsaber, the orange saber. His armor yeah. looks so cool with the dark, and he may not be. 
even though he's shown fighting Ahsoka, he may not be a dark side user or evil. He just is his, you know, purposefully in her way or obstructing her. And that could be, you know, he's a defender of the realm or something like if it is indeed the world between worlds or something like that. He's a timekeeper. <clears throat> he's in the, what do they call it in, in Loki? The, uh, uh, the, the time variance authority. Yeah, he's with the TVA. Not the not the not the tele, not the not to be confused with the Tennessee Valley Authority. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> this saber looks so cool. I know it's yeah. I know it's not. And there's white an inquisitor in the of the or someone that there's someone that looks like an inquisitor fighting her towards the end. Um, I need to pause that and see that again. But before we get there, they have we the got... Inquisitor blade. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. So you did not and... like the Hera casting as much well i'm just i'm just so frustrated that it's like we already know they're not going to look exactly like the characters so why not just cast the animated voice actors because all of the voice actors who do animation um uh for star wars uh are do live action work as well it's not like they're exclusive to with the exception of with the exception of ashley Eckstein, with the exception of ashley Eckstein, but like the hera uh, Ezra, uh, Sabine, <clears throat> they all are live action actors and actresses. So it's like, why can't you cast them? And one thing that people might, th- this might be a thing that's not in Lucasfilm's mind, but might be in fans' mind as well. In the show, um, uh, in, in, in Rebels, Sabine appears to be either Caucasian or maybe a little bit Asian in her design. But the actress who played, who voiced her, was black. But the thing is, like, the voice actress is so good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and, and because she is the voice actress, that's an example of I would be okay with like changing changing the skin color of the character because it's the voice actress. So, but that's not the way they're going. They're changing this, and has like Hera looks like Hera, like she looks good. It's just she she's not. They should have gone with the voice actress because the voice actress <clears throat> does has cosplayed as Hera, and she looks really good. Hmm. Um, you know, I would be okay with that too. I I would I would always be on the side of matching the voice actor, if yeah. at all possible. One right. possible reason that I heard for people talking about the character of Ezra is without his lightsaber, which we can't forget was left behind. Sabine right. still has his lightsaber that that we know of. He is probably having to, and I've heard you know in in various leaks and things, he has to learn to fight using the force in the, you know, the unknown regions without a lightsaber, without, you know, the use of that, that required a lot of athleticism and kind of, you know, that dictated finding a really, you know, capable athletic actor, even though you could probably stunt double it. But, um, that is one reason that I've heard for that. Have you heard the same? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think that would affect the actor's job because, when you're acting, you're just acting. It's not gonna like. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the writing is, as long as you can act. Um, but it's. I don't know. It is what it but is. But it's it, again the the, the 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 choice with the voice actors is. I'm complaining now. It's not a big deal. If if they don't use them, like, as long as they do a good job with it, I don't care the voice actor that much <clears throat> kind of like the same thing with like the politics of uh people involved i'm like if you turn in a good enjoyable story or if you turn in a, a good product 
I'm ha- I don't, I don't care about the behind the scenes stuff of of who you're like or stuff like that. To I a just point. Want to, to a enjoy. point. Hmm. If as long as as long as the product itself is enjoyable, like it it really doesn't. It's it's, it's to me the the the, lo- the line is really far away on that. Um and that's why uh like it's it, it's not a big deal for me. Uh, there is one thing that the shot of the ship coming in on Lothal very mm-hmm. much mirrors the shot of the end of Rebels. Hmm. I didn't like, think about a, that. There's a side by side. Let me. I'm gonna text it to you so at least you can see what I'm referring to. Um, but I, I thought that 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 visual was very well done. Some people were like, "Is it the exact same shot?" I'm like, "No, I think they're at different time frames." But still, it's it's cool to see that shot. Something from the legend, from 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 the animation come into live action directly like that. Did you get it? Uh, lucky. I'm looking right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I totally see. Yes, because for me, the the shot that I thought, which was obviously mirroring, was the hallway scene, which we've got. Oh, right, right, right. <clears throat> yeah, we get this. You know, the other, the other, the orange bladed, uh, bearded dude. He he does choke somebody. He chokes a looks like a New Republic officer or something, and. Right. Uh, looks like he's deflecting blaster bolts and cutting through them. Uh, I don't know. It probably won't be near as epic as Vader, especially with the music. But um, <laughs> you know, it's right. it's a it's a cliche. I, I I wonder what the fan response will be in this like another hallway scene or just like well, there is fighting in hallways. You know, sometimes people you have to realize right. that. Um, sometimes also, hallways are easier to design and uh, cheaper to budget. Uh, so I really enjoy it because you get a hallway scene in the first scene of New Hope with like this beautiful firefight. Right, yeah. It's so iconic to Star Wars. Just keep doing that and do it well every time. And exactly. you can say exactly. as long as you don't do the same exact type of thing, you know, do some things differently. Right. Yeah. I love like in Mando on in episode six of the season one. Uh, I really liked the the hallway scenes where they have firefights in the hallway as they're kind of sneaking and he's, around. And it's like the, the lights flickering in and out and yeah. it's like dark night style yeah there's 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 plenty and the, you know we get some of you know in in the rescue as well where din din is fighting robots in the hallway and or droids death troopers and even gideon in the hallway too so those are all hallway scenes that are really good uh we do have yeah with sabine uh she's looking at some kind of hollow message um and then we cut to the whole Inquisitor scene you're talking about. And this Inquisitor with the double-bladed lightsaber and the mask, yeah. no idea who they are, nothing. Any guess? An Inquisitor. <laughs> Just a surviving Inquisitor. Yeah. And, and then we get Professor Huang. Oh, so great to see him again. Voiced by um, uh, the doctor, David Tennant. Really? Yeah, the droid. So he's the that that droid with you're talking about with the one big line that says yeah. per, what does he say? Perhaps it's time to. Uh, I forgot the exact line, but to begin again, I think maybe. Per, yeah, perhaps I, it's time I, I to begin that's... again. 
I thought it was a weird choice to give him that droid that that big of a line. I wonder if he's talking to yeah, looks like Sabine. Because Sabine... Now, first of all, too, she's got to be in the city on Lothal, right? During yeah. these, Because you see these big, circular-looked buildings, which are very mm-hmm. much like Cloud City, Bespin-style buildings. But it's definitely not Cloud mm-hmm. City, because you're at mountains and yeah. everything else. No, um, they're, they're on Lothal, I'm pretty sure. Isn't it like exciting to be like, oh... A city that's not um, <laughs> Tatooine, or you know, or I mean, Coruscant. Cors- I, Coruscant. I could still have some more of, probably, but um, you know, it, just there's been a lot of Tatooine. Camino uh, would be so cool to see more of in live action, but yeah, it's and the places that we've gotten in Mandalorian, we've seen a lot of different stuff. I would say we'll save this episode for later, but I have enjoyed like season one or season two, that first episode. When he goes to this kind of like, you know, with the fighting ring and you've got the you've got the Gamorians in the fighting ring wrestling each other. Yeah, that was a really cool city to see um, with, you know, with the dark in the eyes of like, you know, in the like, don't don't go in the dark. There's monsters and stuff. Right. Was, yeah. Right. Uh, Kenobi. We got that cool city that we got to see where he goes to rescue Leia a little bit. Um, but we didn't get as much of that. Got it from the when it's at night. I guess you don't see it as much. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I, Sorry. Uh, Just talking like possible city stuff. I, I, I the world love the world. Uh, but I, I'm just excited to s- that they got the same voice actor for Professor Hugh Wang, um, back for that. And he looks like just like his his design is exactly <clears throat> the same, which is cool. Um, and then you get Ahsoka jumping out of the uh, uh, jumping out of the ceiling, mm. uh, which is a really cool shot as well. And then you have. The Tridal card, which is coming out in August, which is what we already knew, but sad that they're waiting so long. But, I mean, we got Secret Invasion for Marvel coming out in June, and that'll be June and July, and then we got Ahsoka in August. So, that'll tide us over. It'll be a busy fall. That's all we know. Yeah, and in the... in the, uh, in the the But the good thing is, since there's no Star Wars TV show to cover in the summer, and we have time off from work, well, part of the summer... Um, this is perfect opportunity for us to catch up on our uh, uh, on our summer reading for Star Wars. True. 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 So, yes. Yeah, so that's that's all the Ahsoka stuff to talk about. I was hoping. This. So the next thing I that I rec- recall is that Andor season two of Andor is the following August, one whole year later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which to me, I'm like. Really, a whole that's two years apart, but because they won't be done shooting Andor until this August, so mm. that's why. And it usually takes at minimum a year for post production. Uh, I wonder why it was so late on that. They hadn't cleared it for a season two, they wanted to, to test no, it. No, they had cleared it for a season two, they just, um, for some reason, just were waiting until much later on in the process. I think that Tony Gilroy isn't as skilled at television, so he was like really taking his time with season one of Andor and wanted to get it all done, and then he started season two after he had finished season mm-hmm. one, which is understandable. And really, you know, you can't, can't argue with the product. The product was really good. So No. <clears throat> and having so much, you know, feedback, I've heard that that'll be a factor in some of the differences and changes we get in season two of Andor, you know, the things that we loved and the things that we didn't quite as much love, but 
mostly, you know, mostly love since Andor overall is probably the most tightly written narrative of oh, Star Wars certainly. TV that we've gotten by far. Yeah. I would, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would <clears> totally <throat> agree. And um, uh, while we're on that subject, they brought when they brought out Diego Luna, he said the most impactful part of the Andor show for him was the prison sequence. And that obviously was the most impactful for us, the audience. So they did a, so like, like he, he acknowledges what's working with the fans and stuff. And I have, I have a, uh, one of my predictions I'm going to make is that this is not the last we've seen of Tony Gilroy. Season two may be the final season of Andor, but I don't think this is the last we're seeing of Tony Gilroy writing Star Wars. Here's why. I think that he, he was reluctant to come on board with Rogue One because he's not a super fan. He's like maybe watch the movies, but he's not, a, he's not a nerd. Then he did Rogue One and did a good job that Lucasfilm begged him to come back to do Andor. In mm. fact, uh, he actually turned down Kathy Kennedy at the beginning of the process. And they talked mm-hmm. about that during the panel, that he turned her down. Wow. And then eventually he said, eventually he said yes. They wore, they wore him down. And then today, at minimum, <laughs> you see his reaction when people are chanting one way out, when people are cheering for him when he comes on stage. He looks surprised by all this. And I, he's, I don't think he's ever worked with like a fandom before. He's worked on TV shows and movies like the, the, the Bourne movies, but he's never like had, to, had the fan experience properly. And I think he seems to be enjoying it. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, um, can I get something else? After this, and I hope he does, because he's doing a good job with it, and he works seems to work well with, you know, he's 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 one of the few producers or people who hasn't gotten fired by Kathy, so he works <laughs> he, he she she likes him working for her, so hopefully I hope that I hope that he returns for something else after Andor season two. I agree. <clears throat> it seems to be like professionalism is somewhat more important than just, I'm a Star Wars fan, please give me a project. Or, right. And the fact and the, that, he, that like, he can blend them? Yeah. If he's becoming and, more of a fan? I, I, you can't just not be a fan. You have to know right. the subject matter. It's, it's really kind of intimidating for any you know, potential director. They're like, how would I possibly do all the research needed to cover everything that you know my story could possibly can i do this can i do that you know those type of things and questions need like real true experts and just you know researching what kind of story would work um but Mm -hmm. as he as he get confident you know he's like oh people do like this then yeah um Um, so so what else we have that's andor so uh why don't we stick with tv for a second yeah uh well, uh, the schedule is we have Ahsoka in the uh, we have Ahsoka coming in August. We know that Skeleton Crew is coming in 2023, but they didn't give us a firm date yet, which is fine. I mean, I'm putting my betting odds on November, or maybe the last week of October, but I'm putting my betting odds on November. One, it's going to be around the holidays. This is a good family show because it's focused around kids. Secondly. That's about a good time. They want to leave two or three months in between seasons. So if Soka's August and September, you'll want to leave October, maybe part of the November in between. So you do it November, maybe into December um, for Skeleton Crew. And then we know that Acolytes early 2024, but they finished shooting it. 
And then we know that um, uh, uh, Andor's mid-2024 or going into late if it's 12 episodes. So that's the current outline of the slate. So if you want to do Acolyte next, um, they released a trailer for it, uh, but did not release it to the public, (laughs) only to the people inside. So I felt like the characters in our... um, uh, uh, in, in the school musical we just saw, I'm making a pirate copy. Uh, <laughs> because I will, ad- I don't like to admit this, but I, I, I did watch the pirated version. You did? Um, I haven't seen yes, the Yes, I broke version. down and, and watched, the, walked, watched the pirated version. Um, so I can, I can break that down a little bit. But what did you think of the news of, or do you have anything to comment before I do that? <laughs> All that I know is, you know, you got the... <coughs> Kind of like the O is glowing in the logo, Acolyte. So maybe the yeah. O representative of something. Uh, uh, so I know that there was a guy that was really tall in the casting. I was like, Wookie, yeah. Wookie, actor for a Wookie. And then they confirmed, they're like, oh yeah, there will be a Wookie. I was like, okay. And, well, I- and you know, <laughs> and um, uh, I forgot which show. It's either Skeleton Crew or... Or Acolyte, one of the two. I, I want to say it was Acolyte, but the and I, I'm pretty sure it's Acolyte. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, the Wookiee is played by Yona Sodomo, who p- played Chewbacca in um, Solo and in Rise of Skywalker and in Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, they're keeping it keeping it in the family for him. Yeah. Uh, Somebody but, said it was. The possible <laughs> they described this show as frozen meets Kill Bill. Is that what you read? Yes, that was the that was what, the pitch. That what they do made we for make it. of that? Like frozen, like let it go, and Kill Bill, like you know, lots of blood and you know, <laughs> ninja sword fighting with a with a. You know. So even though the Jedi will be involved in this series, it's from the perspective of the villains, and um, we know that the two main leads are Amandla. Denberg, I want to say is her name. Um, uh, Rue from the Hunger Games, uh, for those of you who, who get that reference. Yeah. Um, uh, she's the main actress. And then the, uh, the, the main actor in it is, I don't remember his name, but he's from Squid Game. Um, uh, oh, gosh, and yeah. I the, love that guy. Everybody loves that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Amanda, when she came on stage... She was in cosplay. She did a cosplay for the show, and she was doing a um, Padme cosplay from the arena from uh, Attack of the Clones. And so everyone was chanting, one of us, one of us, because she, <laughs> she's they've done things where they've had the actors come out in costume. Right. Uh, but they've, but, not but in, like, it's cosplay. rare to see the actor yeah. want a cosplay. Like, they legitimately are dressed as someone else. Um, so that was really cool. That is cool. Uh, the trailer has, uh, the trailer has, um, uh, you know, you, it starts out. You see these, um, uh, the these young Jedi being trained, uh, very much wearing like the the garb of the High Republic characters because it's set at the very end of the High Republic. Right. And then you go, you're going around to these different locations, and you're seeing some dark side users get into fights with people, and you don't know who those people are. Um, uh, and it was like, a, it was a bare minimum tease. Like it, I think it was maybe like 30 seconds long. Like it was really quick. Um, hmm. uh, so that was the acolyte tease that they got. Uh, and you know, for pirated version, it still looked fine, but it was, it was really short. So we didn't get too much from it. 
what about the Skeleton True trailer? I hear that there that was one, a trailer, but there was that one was been, much longer. It has not been shown. Have you pirated that I, one as well? I, I also I also pirated <laughs> that one. <laughs> oh, you are so bad. Okay, well I'm so bad. You always get on to me for that stuff, and now the revolves are reversed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have broken. The father has become the son, and the son becomes the father. Um, I, I I broke this rule this time because like you again I'm I'm more active on Twitter now than I've ever been and true like you couldn't escape it like it was it was everywhere <clears throat> anyway um uh, the skeleton crew trailer uh the pitch for the series was Stranger Things in Star Wars and you can totally see that in the um hmm. uh you know they have three lead kids in it. And the kids are on the adventure, and they're missing, so they're trying to find them. And Jude Law is there, and he seems to be Force-sensitive. I don't know if the kids are going to be Force-sensitive or not. Um, uh, And so they brought the kids on stage, and they brought Jude Law on stage, and talked about it. And I sent you the director's list, which this is like quite the stacked list of directors. Um, John Watts. uh, We have... David John Lowry. Watts, he's like the main. Uh, well, I'll first say John Watts, he's a director of the series, but he's also like the main producer of okay. it. Um, like it's, he, I would say, I don't know who's writing it, but I think that it's safe to say that Watts is like the showrunner. Anyway, um, David Lowry, um, uh, the Daniels, who just who just got best director and best picture and best screenplay for everything, everywhere, all at once. They killed at the Oscars this year. Absolutely dominated the Oscars. Um, Hmm. uh, The Daniels, they made, it is the wackiest, wackiest movie I've ever seen. It is, I don't think you'd like it. It's a wacky movie. (laughs) It's very sci-fi though. It's very sci-fi. It's a multiverse movie. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And the movie, uh, anyway, so they're directing at least one episode um, together, which is great for them. This is their first gig that they've gotten. Uh, Jake Schreier, who is directing the upcoming Thunderbolts for Marvel. So they obviously trust mm. him at Disney. And then, of course, Bryce Dallas Howard. BDH. Big. BDH. D- uh, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. Um, sorry, that just came out of nowhere. I didn't, I, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but no, Bryce Dallas got, Howard. Yeah, and then we get Lee Isaac Chung and and and, and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I would say has like a seven fifty batting average right now for Star Wars. Uh, um, well, after this last episode, made we four, will see. No, but that, no, but like she's made four episodes, and yeah. we've liked three of the four. Really <laughs> liked three yeah, of the no. four of them. So I would say she's still, you know, if this was, again, if this was baseball, she'd be not only in Hall of Fame, she'd be at the top of the Hall of Fame for baseball. So I'm excited for her being involved. And then uh, Lee Isaac Chung. Who, who just did, did uh, The Convert. Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like that, that episode a lot. But I know yeah. not everyone did. Well, I, I liked it. I think we both yeah. enjoyed that one pretty well. Um <clears throat> I, don't I know feel pretty good thing. about uh, Skeleton Crew because of the of of Favreau and Filoni's involvement in it. Um, eh. So I don't know. Like we keep throwing. That I know out why. There. I know why you're nervous <clears throat> about it, but you know it. It needs a showrunner who's like a dedicated 
this is the story I know that I want to tell. And right. Did you get the feeling that it's more of a kids directed show? Directed towards Well, they're kids? they're trying to they're trying to make it a show accessible to kids, certainly. Um, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be childish because, you know, Stranger Things is not childish. It's, no. it's still a very, you know, it's, a, it's an adult show that <clears throat> some kids might be able to watch. Um, maybe there's some language in Stranger Things, but I think it's the same thing. It is going to be like, they're trying to get both here, but rather than rely on a cute baby like Mandalorian is, they have some, <clears throat> some like preteens for, for this show. So I think... I think it's going to be, you know, like Kenobi wasn't childish, but it appealed to kids because it had um, Leia. Right, right, sure. So I think it's going to be in a similar vein to that. So I'm excited for that one. Not my most excited, but I'm, I'm excited for it. Well, we can talk. We get, we get to kind of rush through some of this other stuff. But <clears throat> as I predicted a little bit ago, um, one of my predictions came true. They're going to give Dave Filoni a movie in which he is going to be able to use pretty much all of the TV show material and wrap up uh, a big story arc or something in that big, you know, official movie. Hey, I, yeah. I called it, right? Which, I, you know, a lot of people called it. But I'm excited right. for just him as a person to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I want to hear... I wish when they had interviewed Kathy that she had talked more about, like, the ways that Dave has proven himself and grown and, like... You Which know. she did talk about that during um, just, the panel. That's okay. when they, she talked a lot about that during the panel, which is probably why she didn't want to rehash the same stuff. But she talked a lot on the panel about that. Okay, well, I'll have to re- I'll have to watch that stuff. But I know they've been well, grooming him. They've you know they've kind of mentored him through John and others, mm-hmm. and to prepare him for this role, really, you know, it kind of the successor that we've all said for a long time. It's obviously going to be a big step, and everybody's rooting yeah. for him. And, uh, yeah, who, this who is, knows? This is, in my opinion, the safest project of the three movies that they announced. This is the most, like, this one's going to get made. I am not worried yeah. in the lightest, uh, slightest about, like, the other ones, the other two, you can make an argument. And in fact, I think one of them's not going to get made. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but uh, I think that the Filoni one is guaranteed it's going to be, it's going to be made. Yeah. Well, it. It's probably the one that would get panned by critics, but loved by fans, too. Loved by Um, fans. Like um, Mario. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Which, having seen that movie twice, I can say... In two days. If you love all all the games, you will love this movie. If you just are completely oblivious to the whole everything about Mario, then it's probably going to be no, you know... No look for you. No it's, value. it's not going to be. Yeah, it's not your cup of tea. But man, exactly it was, why it was perfect I think Ahsoka is going. I think exactly same thing is going to happen to Ahsoka, and the same thing is going to happen to this Filoniverse movie. So, I watched next, some which interviews. One do you wanna... We had so there was a third movie. Ray's coming back fifteen years after Rise. Charmin. Yeah, they're calling. Obichino. They're calling it the New Jedi Order era. Yep, and I watched this. You know, director. She's kind of known for. Starting doing documentaries, um, <clears throat> Pakistani woman who, did Ms. Marvel two episodes. Yeah, she she did that, but she started her career mainly, you know, just as a journalist. But she wanted to do video journalism, and so okay, that led her to like, you know, documentaries. And after that, she was like, okay, 
tell stories a different way. I'm a little hesitant about her because this is a big project and she's only done little mm-hmm. things. Um, but she did win an Oscar for some of her documentary work. So there's possibilities it could be great. Um, Daisy. And and you know, the writer attached has done some uh, some other projects. Uh, Stephen Knight. Uh, <clears throat> like, they, they seem to be substantial projects. Like, he has a history. They're not, like, projects I'm familiar with necessarily, but, like, he's not, like, a, a, f- a fresh, you know... F- He's not. He's not new to the Hollywood scene. He's he's been around for a while, so that was. I think that gives me a little bit more. Let's talk for like one minute about like, just the implications though, because this does. Basically, it it means for the next five years at least, maybe probably ten, we're not getting more trilogy numbered episodes of Star Wars. No, we are jumping up to a Ray story. You know, and that's going to mean. If we get something else, it's going to be a long time to go in the future. But, um, yeah, I really, really hope that they can do some good things with her character and rend her out, and it'll be interesting. I, I'm okay with Ray. She was just, you know, girl boss overpowered, and she needed better writing around her character, in right. my opinion. Like, if you, have a, if you have good writing with her, she can be great. Um, and I like Daisy Ridley as an actress. I do, too. And I think that this one is more safe. This project <clears throat> is more safe than people expect. Because, um, you know, whenever you have talent involved, you're already talking about contracts. Right. You're already talking about um, uh, the, the scripts. You're already talking about ideas, things like that. Now, the th- problem is this was supposed to be the movie that Damon Lindelof was supposed to write. And then he left and they brought in Stephen Knight. So there's a little bit of turbulence on that. But then again, there was turbulence on Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. And they still got made. So I uh, and Solo for that matter. So that doesn't, that's not necessarily an indicator, but I think this one's safe because they already got some talent on it. Some, some screen talent, mm-hmm. meaning Daisy Ridley. Um, so it's, so I think this <clears throat> one's also, it's not as safe as the Filoni verse one, but I think it's a little bit safe. Um, so we've saved uh, for last, my first one that I wanted to talk about. And you said, yes, you had things to say, say your things. Yes. So <laughs> this is the one I think is in the most danger. Um, uh, this one I think is the hardest sell, uh, to broad audiences, um, uh, to fans like us, it's going to be amazing, but to broad audiences, it's a hard sell. The second reason I think this one's not going to happen is because of, um, uh, the fact that, um, my name is James Mangold is about to release Indiana Jones five and Lucasfilm is very confident that it's a good movie. So confident that they announced about two to three months before the movie's release that they have given the, uh, the director another contract. When was the last time that they were about two to three months away from a big movie releasing e. that they were so confident yeah, about Last the, Jedi. Last Jedi, that's where I'm going for. So there's that indicator. The other thing is, and it's James Mangold's having a great day today between the new trailer for... Uh, there's there's a new trailer for uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, Indiana Jones. There's the announcement that he's doing the Dawn of the Jedi movie, writing and directing. But James Gunn leaked today on Twitter that uh, James Mangold is writing and directing Swamp Thing for DC. Hmm. And um, I think that he did that because he wants. He's like, hey, Lucasfilm, he's mine. I already got him. Don't 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 try it. Like he's trying to get ahead of Lucasfilm on this. Um, 
Uh, and so Mengold now has two major projects to work through. And so I mm. think, and M- Mengold is a adamant big fan of Swamp Thing. Like he talks a lot about how much he loves Swamp Thing. And he's already done superhero movies before. Mm. So now if Dial of Destiny is amazing and people love it and they're just like heaping the praise on it, maybe this movie gets made and maybe Mangold stays with it. But I think there's a good chance that if Dial of Destiny is bad or even just mediocre, mm-hmm. that Lucasfilm will just kind of like, oh, we're not really, this isn't a priority. We got two other movies <clears throat> that are being made that are safer. And then he'll be like, well, I already, I already got this other thing lined up. May as well go do the other thing. That's a really so bad reputation to start building. And unfortunately, it's definitely been, uh, well, what is it, two movies now? Well, we get the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Three. It's not going to happen. And you've got, yeah. of course, the Rogue Squadron's not going to happen. And, and then the Taika Waititi. Yeah, that's right. The Taika Oh, you should, you should have seen. I, I, had a, I, I shared a great tweet today that, was, that had me cracking up at this. Um, uh, it said, if I can find it, it said, uh, Patty Jenkins and Taika Waititi were caught in traffic. That's why they weren't there at the panel to talk about think, their movies. I think they used Taika Waititi's <laughs> uh, script in the last episode of Mandalorian. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> little little uh, little tea for you on what, what Nathan thought of that episode. Um, <coughs> no, but and uh, I think that you know, some people are like, oh well, Ryan Johnson, he says he wrote the script, and I said it's not happening. Like even I want it to happen, it's not happening. It's yeah. not happening. His his trilogy's done, but it's fine. You know, I hope that these ones actually happen. But the only one I feel. 100% safe about is the Filoni one, and then I feel like 70% safe about the um, uh, the Ray one, and then I don't feel safe at all about the Dawn of the Jedi one. Although I would love for that to happen, because my friends online, that's all the one that they want the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, yep. Okay. Well, I don't have anything else to add to you. Um, no, just, uh, of the TV shows, like if you had to rank your excitement for the, there's the four TV shows, mm. Ahsoka, uh, Skeleton Crew, Acolyte, Andor Season 2. And I think I'm going to have the same one, but I just want to, just want to gauge what's your, what's your ranking of the four in your anticipation level. Yeah, Ahsoka, definitely at the top. <clears throat> hmm <sighs> I know, I know that Skeleton Crew is at the bottom for me. Yeah. But, but the thing is. I'm I I think I would be more excited about Andor season two if it was closer, <clears throat> but because it's not, I'm a little more excited for Acolyte. Uh, if, okay, so but it's if Ahsoka, Andor was Acolyte, yeah Andor. if if Andor was closer uh, to the release, then I would be more excited for that. Yeah, yeah. I I have a similar ranking. Mine is Ahsoka number one far, and then I have Andor number two. Acolyte 3 and then Skeleton Crew 4. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see all of them. And I'm glad. This, here's the thing. All of them have either been shot or are almost done shooting. So yes. they're safe. Yes. Yes. They're safe. They're not going <laughs> to. Disney's not uh, Warner Brothers. They're not just going to shell the project that they've finished shooting. Um, True. So. I mean. Yeah, so I'm excited. Not like they would do that on the Supergirl movie or anything like that. Yeah. Surely not. No, it was Batgirl. Oh, yeah. Batgirl. That's right. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. With, right. Surely. <laughs> they're not going to pull a one. Surely they wouldn't do that. Okay. All right. Well, we are 
prob- are we going to do a part two style here, or so? Gonna- so uh, there will be another episode released very, very, very soon. <laughs> so. Yeah, look forward yep. to this very, very, very soon. The next <laughs> we will, episode. Yes, we we'll will talk be back about with Mandalorian and that episode. So, yeah. Uh, you can find us all the usual spots. You can find us on Simplecast, iTunes, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, um, uh, Google Play. You can find uh, my YouTube channel, Jonathan Cohn, and you can find my um, uh, written reviews over at Roku Depot. But until next time, I'm Jonathan. And I am Nathan, a.k.a. MP Bro. And thank you for listening to another episode of Two Sons of Tatooine.